And a very good morning to you. Welcome to the papers for Tuesday, the 28th of November, 2023. My name is Richie Allen. I hope I find you well. You're probably cold. It's very cold out there this morning. It is cold. Had to take the frost off the windscreen of the car for the first time this year. Winter is here, but all is well. Going to look at the front pages of the UK dailies right now, starting with The Guardian. And there is a photograph of a Palestinian man with several children on the front page of The Guardian. The caption says, a Palestinian man uh, with his children prepare to flee North Gaza. And this is during the ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. The headline is, deal to extend truce raises hopes of dozens more hostages released. So the Guardian's front page, dominated by this news, of a temporary ceasefire between Israel and Gaza being extended. It's being extended by 48 hours. The pause in fighting has seen hostages released in return for Palestinians detained in Israeli prisons. It was due to expire yesterday but has been extended. Qatar, the Qatari government, is the broker there. So that is the Guardian. The Times, Hamas demands higher price to set soldiers free is the claim. That's the headline, front page of the Times, um, focusing on warnings from Hamas, which appeared via Arabic news channel Al Arabiya, that it, Hamas, will demand a higher price from Israel in return for remaining hostages, including, it says, Hamas will demand the return of captured soldiers. The I paper, interest rates will stay high into 2025, say economists. This is bad news for everybody. You and I believe, I think we believe this is a manipulation. This isn't natural. is isn't natural, of course. This is the manipulation of interest rates by the Bank of England. Uh, governors, the, the Bank of England governors, Andrew Bailey, um, he is warning that the base interest rate of 5.25%, which informs what lenders then charge as interest on housing loans, uh, Bailey says it isn't likely, is not likely to come down any time soon. Inflation in the UK is more than double the 2% target set by the government. And of course, you know this and I know this because we feel it every time we go to a supermarket or every time we buy anything anywhere. Prices go up and up and up and up and up. Wages are not going up and up and up and up. You see, there can only be one outcome there. Poverty, yes. The Daily Express, time for bank chief who talks Britain up. Time for bank chief who talks Britain up. So the Daily Express says that Tory MPs, some of them, are really frustrated by Andrew Bailey talking down the economy and reckoning that interest rates will remain high until 2025. The front page of the Telegraph calls for a Bank of England governor who talks Britain up. Bailey has warned the potential for growth in the UK is lower than it has been in much of his working life. Talked about this on a recent papers podcast. There will be no growth, and I explained why. It's fairly straightforward. Um, we are not seeing in the UK what we would have seen 10, 15, 20 years ago. A steady, you know... Um, supply of, how do you put this, you would have seen new businesses coming to life, people starting their own businesses, their own ventures, small and medium-sized businesses being um, um, formed, being started by young men and women, venture capitalists, entrepreneurs. It isn't happening. It isn't happening for reasons we outline, you know, quite often, if not daily, 
on the Ritchie Allen Show. Growth is a thing of the past. The Metro leads with a photograph of Brianna Gee. Now, Brianna Gee was a trans teenager who was murdered, was stabbed to death, allegedly by a pair of teenagers, a boy and a girl, 15-year-olds. They apparently were preoccupied with torture, these teens, and they lured Brianna Gee uh, to a meeting and they stabbed the trans teen to death. Um, they deny the, the murder, do the teens who are charged with it. They can't be named because of their age. That's the Metro. The Financial Times, Turkey's soaring exports of war-linked goods to Russia test ties with NATO allies. That's uh, pretty self-explanatory. There's a good trading relationship with Russia, between Russia and Turkey, but this is pissing off uh, NATO allies of Turkey um, because they say the Turks are boosting the Kremlin's war effort in Ukraine. As the Daily Mail leads with a photograph of brothers William and Harry, Windsor, uh, the Prince of Wales and the Duke of... What is he? The Duke of Sussex, is that right? Does he have that title anymore? Poisonous is the headline on the front page of the Daily Mail. And this is about a book written by a guy called Omid Scobie, right, which favours, because he's a friend of Meghan Markle, heavily favours the narrative put out by Meghan Markle and Harry and is very, very critical of the royal family, including the king, not my king, and uh, his heir... Prince William. So poisonous front page of the Daily Mail. Now the Daily Telegraph leads with this and we will talk about it briefly in a few minutes. Britain faces UN blacklist for blocking trans laws. A blacklist for Britain for blocking trans laws. What's that all about? Well, we'll get into it shortly. The Sun gone to VAR is the headline. Gone to VAR. And in the last couple of years the professional football at the very, very top level has had video assisted uh, assistant refereeing introduced, whereby when a game is ongoing and the referee has made a mistake, you know, that maybe led to a goal or prevented a goal because the referee gave a foul or didn't give a foul or, or whatever. The, these days, in the last couple of years, the ref can be informed by a panel of people watching from 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 another location watching the video of the game watching the game live they can alert the referee to say referee made a mistake and they can direct the referee to go and look at a pitch side monitor okay it's been very controversial because a lot of rather than seemingly solve rather than reduce the amount of glaring errors made by referees it seems to have muddied the waters even more and it's led to some massive howlers, I would say. So VAR hasn't been great in my opinion. Now they're saying in the sun today that it could be extended to checking corners, free kicks and yellow cards, which would be uh, gone to VAR, says the sun. The Daily Mirror headline is Britain's got to pay volumes. The resolution of a legal battle between David Walliams and the producers of Britain's Got Talent has drawn to a close after the parties reached an amicable resolution. Walliams had sued the production company after disparaging comments he made on set about contestants were leaked. The Daily Star, close encounters of the weird kind. There is a photograph on the front page of the Daily Star of E.T., but E.T. is wearing a cardigan and a bow tie, has got Doc Emmett Brown type hair 
and big Coca-Cola bottle glasses on his eyes. What's it about? Well, matters extraterrestrial, as the star claims, people who have had close encounters with alien beings have reported waking up in possession of new psychic abilities. So some people who met the aliens, the greys, when they went to bed, right, in their sleep, or they were kidnapped, or or they had a, a visitation, they woke up with psychic abilities, according to the star. That sounds like something we could we should explore on the Richie Allen show. Yeah. Okie doke then. Let's let's have a look inside the newspapers and see what's to be seen. Let's start with the Telegraph. Twitter loses three million monthly UK visitors after Musk takeover. So right, so n- nearly three million people less in the UK, three million less visitors have gone on Twitter since Musk took it over. He's changed it to X. It's X now. And the social media company racked up a total adult monthly audience of 24 million in May of 2023, which was down from 26.8 million at the same time in 2022. And that's according to media regulator Ofcom. Separate data from Ipsos Iris shows Twitter has been declining in popularity among British users in recent years, with its reach falling from 61% of adults in 2021 to 50% this year. The trend, according to Ipsos Iris, has accelerated after Musk's takeover. He spent 35 billion quid buying Twitter, didn't he? Well, he didn't really. Like everything else, it's leveraged. It's all leveraged these days. The Tesla founder, writes The Telegraph, a self-styled free speech absolutist, has come under fire for abrupt changes in policy and moves to roll back moderation on the social media platform. Users have complained of a sharp fall in the quality of the social media site after Musk fired over 80% of the company's workforce. The article goes on to say, Musk has also been criticised for his personal views, including an incident earlier this month when he appeared to endorse an anti-Semitic post. Yes, he was widely criticised for that. And then yesterday, we saw him being shown around southern Israel by Bibi Netanyahu. Basically, he was delivering an apology in person. I'm sorry, Mr. Netanyahu, sir. Yes, three bags full, sir. I will do what I am told. Of course. No doubt about it. Why else would he have gone there? So there you are. Musk has been criticised by the White House, apparently. And he's been criticised by everybody else because Twitter isn't as quick to get rid of people and to get rid of views as it was uh, before Musk took over. Now, the Daily Mail, this is an interesting one. Mysterious witch bottles. That's W-I-T-C-H, like witch as in broomstick witch. Uh, Mysterious witch bottles appear along the Gulf of Mexico and researchers are avoiding opening them. What's this all about? Well, researcher Jace Tunnel, Jace Tunnel, found these witch bottles on a beach near Corpus Christi, Texas, last uh, last November 15th, so this month. They get their name, these bottles, because they come from an unknown sender and often have weird items inside, including what some fear are spells. Now, when I read this, I thought this is just silly tabloid nonsense, and it might still be, but this is a common enough thing for people to find witch bottles. They're often discovered in the UK, and they can be filled with items like hair, herbs, plants, 
nails or bodily fluids. So nearly 200 bottles have been found over the years in walls, in dung piles or buried underground. And it goes back to the 16th and 17th centuries. There was a powerful belief back then in witches and witches' ability to cause illness by casting a spell. But the evil spells could be fended off by trapping them in a witch bottle. Yes, so you trap the spell in a witch bottle, which if you prepare it properly, could reflect the spell itself while also tormenting the witch, the witch who cast the spell in the first place. And that's reported by the McGill University Office of Science and Society, speaking to Fox News, saying, yes, this is a real phenomenon. Back in the 16th and 17th centuries, we all remember reading about the Salem witch trials, witches could cause catastrophe in society. They could cause women to become infertile. They could cause land. Sorry, they could cause women to become barren, yes, and land to be infertile by their witchery. But some people believed you could trap the spells in a bottle if you prepared the bottle properly. And these bottles continue to wash up and to be found when people go digging for stuff, archaeologists and whatnot. Very interesting. Again, something I'd like to talk about with an expert on the other show. Let's get it done. Let's look inside the Times. Teachers won't have to use trans pupils' preferred pronouns. Teachers will not be compelled to address children who want to change their gender identity by their chosen pronoun. Guidance for schools will state. Now, everybody has been waiting on tenterhooks for the British government to publish its guidance for schools on how to deal with the silliness of when children say, but I'm not really a boy, I'm a girl, or vice versa. Now, it'll be published next week, this new guidance, and it has been leaked. It will state that children can socially transition with the consent of their parents, meaning they can choose another pronoun or name and wear the uniform of the opposite sex, but with consent from their parents. Remember the madness we, we heard about on the other show, where schools were saying, where, where children were talking to their teachers and head teachers, and these head teachers were keeping this secret from the parents. Remember, well, no, parents will have to consent to the changing the pronouns and the names and the wearing the uniforms of the opposite, opposite sex, right? So the government wants to bolster free speech provisions. The Minister for Women and Equalities is Kemi Badenoch, or Kemi Badenoch, right? She's all over this. She says there will be an effective presumption against social transitioning. Very interesting. The guidance will state explicitly that teachers should not be compelled to address children by their chosen pronoun. If they have a good faith objection, there are narrow exemptions for exceptional circumstances and it is believed next week when the guidance is published that schools will be told to abide by laws including the Equality Act and keep toilets, changing rooms and contact sports separate. Very good, right. That's in the Times. But in the Telegraph, we talked earlier, the Telegraph front page headline, Britain faces UN blacklist after lobbying by trans rights groups. So some trans rights groups are not happy about this at all. And they're properly pissed off that the UK government is defending biological sex even. So Britain faces UN blacklist. So which trans lobbying groups, which, which trans rights lobbying group is it? Well, it's obviously Stonewall. Stonewall has been lobbying the United Nations. And it means, or this has led to, the Equalities and Human Rights Commission, the EHRC, the UK body, is going to be reviewed. 
its international accreditation may be downgraded. Wow. It has A status at the moment. So the EHRC, which is the UK's equality watchdog, right, at the moment has A status, meaning that at the moment it sits at the table, the top table of the UN Human Rights Council and other UN bodies. But it might lose that right if Stonewall has its way because Stonewall claims the EHRC is a bunch of anti-trans bigots. But of course it isn't. The EHRC... Um, says that biological sex is sacrosanct. It's hugely important. Anyway, so that's in the Telegraph. Very interesting. So the guidance for schools published next week seems to be common sense, but the UN may very well downgrade the Equalities and Human Rights Commission from its A rating and downgrade it to B or C because a trans rights group, Stonewall, very dangerous group, Stonewall, very dangerous. Very dangerous to children. What, what some of the things they want to introduce. We do get into it on the other show, don't we? So let's leave that one there. Let's look inside the Daily Mail. Pensioner, 97, threatened with a £100 fine for feeding birds in her garden. Receives support from MPs and campaigners after the local council doubles down. So this was in the news yesterday, but I didn't get to it. Right, This is a music teacher. She's retired, 97-year-old lady. Seems to be a lovely lady. Um, and she loves feeding birds in her garden. Robins, small birds, hedge birds, right? Loves it. Got a little table. Local council says she risks committing a criminal offence by doing so. Right? Her name is Anne Seagull. Now, Anne, her son and two neighbours have been accused of antisocial behaviour and threatened with a £100 fine because another neighbour complained that pigeons and seagulls were causing a nuisance. The local council insists it has acted correctly by sending a warning letter to Ms. Sego and said it could take further action, adding that failure to comply with a community protection notice is a criminal offence and breaching such a notice can lead to a maximum punishment of five years in jail and an unlimited fine. But MPs and, and campaign groups, which campaign for the rights of older people, have told filed council in Lancashire to back off and leave her alone and have maybe a chat with her instead about the bird feeding habits. She's lived at her home in Staining near Blackpool since it was built in 1982. She says one of my pleasures is sitting in the conservatory watching the sparrows and the robins eat seeds on her table. But she stopped it at the moment because uh, the council has been menacing in its approach to her. Dennis Reid of campaign group Silver Voices says the council is taking a hardline approach which isn't appropriate to suggest a 97-year-old would be hauled before a magistrate's court is absolutely ridiculous and the idea she would be imprisoned is equally ridiculous. Ignore them. Ignore them. I have had one or two dealings with local authorities since we moved back to the UK from Spain in 2014. Uh, 2013. One or two dealings with them. This sort of nonsense. You can't do this and you can't do that and you can't lower that curb to make it easier to drive your car in. You'll be fined. All this nonsense and I just ignored them. Lowered the curb. Do whatever you want. If you want to feed birds in your garden, ignore their letters. You own your home. You own the land underneath it. You tell them to get fucked. 
go away. If I want to buy some bird seed for the robins and the sparrows, I will do so in my home. I am a sovereign person, okay? Acting of my own volition. None of your business, piss off. This is how you deal with tyrants. Turn your back on them. Every time I had success, every time. I've done it with parking nonsense. You know, driving in a bus lane, you, you owe us 70 quid. No, I don't. Go and fuck yourself. And they don't do anything, ultimately. They send you two or three letters and eventually they go away. That's how you deal with these thugs when they start their nonsense, you know. How dare they? How dare they harass a 97-year-old woman for feeding birds? Bastards. It is demonic, isn't it? What's happening in this world of ours, eh? Let's leave that one alone lest I start screaming and shouting and swearing. At the Times, climate change nonsense. Olivia Coleman. I can't stand Olivia Coleman. I'll tell you why. It's got nothing to do with climate change. It's because Olivia Coleman seems to be the only actress in Great Britain. So when the BBC or Channel 4 or ITV commission a drama, they go to Olivia Coleman and she ends up in it. And I don't know why that is. Because I know there are thousands of actresses in this country of all ages looking for work. But Olivia Coleman is in everything, right? And I'm bored to death of Olivia Coleman. But anyway, here's the headline. Olivia Coleman stars in climate change advert attacking pension funds. In the ad, she dresses up as a latex-clad oil executive, drinking what appears to be oil from a champagne glass, bragging about how pension holders' money is uh, helping her business achieve record profits. So this is a real uh, push, right, to, 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 to persuade pension um, the managers of pension funds to persuade them not to invest money with fossil fuel companies. That's what this is all about. Fossil fuel companies are killing the planet. They are robbing the young of their futures, of their chance to have a future. So stop investing with big oil companies like Shell. In this ridiculous advertisement, which I did watch this morning, Olivia Coleman appears as a character called Oblivia Coalmine. Get it? Get it? It's nonsense. She sarcastically thanks pension holders for their generosity in helping her business achieve record profits, her fossil fuel uh, business. She spills an oily black liquid over her face while toasting with a champagne glass. The campaign was spearheaded by Richard Curtis. It's designed to encourage people to tell their pension schemes, as I've already said, to not invest in fossil fuel projects. It is monumental bollocks. But it's happening. That's the reality. Uh, the Daily Mirror is a terrible story about a cop who tasered a 10-year-old girl twice and threatened a woman who came to the door when they knocked with a garden shears in her hand. Jonathan Broadhead, bit of an idiot, um, went to the child's address when a woman reported, um, when, when a neighbour reported that a woman had threatened her with a pair of garden shears. So when they went anyway, there was a child inside. The child absolutely cacked it and ran upstairs and this idiot policeman tasered her twice. Psycho. Psycho cop in the mirror. Yes. The Telegraph. The war on language. Why is our vocabulary being policed? This is an opinion piece written in the Telegraph by Polly Dunbar and she references Staffordshire Police which has new guidance for, for language basically. The Staffordshire Police Inclusive Language Guide discourages using the word policeman and all of this crap, right? I don't have to get into it because you've heard this story a thousand times before. Staffordshire Police urging its staff and others to use, to use gender-neutral language and all of this crap. Even if the police officer is a man, don't use the term policeman. It's a 12-page document. 
you know, basically policing language, saying you shouldn't say this and you shouldn't say that and you should say this. And Polly Dunbar asks quite rightly, what sort of impact is this having on people psychologically? Um, how is it accelerating the imposition of restrictions on freedom of speech more generally in society? Because it isn't just in policing, it's everywhere else. It is crazy. Absolutely crazy, you know. Yeah. What else is there? There was one story we could finish with, I suppose. One that made me laugh. In the mail. Headline. BBC staff lost for words after comedian Guz Khan is announced as host of Have I Got News For You after weeks of calling Israel genocidal. This is hilarious. Remember we talked about some staff of the BBC who said they were really worried about Gary Lineker? And we don't feel safe working around Gary. We don't feel safe around Gary. Why don't you? Well, because Gary retweeted something that was anti-Israeli. And we don't feel safe around him. Remember all that bollocks? Well, they must be melting down in the BBC offices today. Because Guz Khan is best known for a BBC3 comedy called Man Like Mobeen. He has been booked to host the BBC panel show Have I Got News For You. Now, dear listener, he's not being given the permanent gig. It has a guest presenter every week, so they're going to have him on one time. And on his Twitter account, the 37-year-old accused Israel of genocide. Because he's right, like, Israel is committing genocide. Right now, as we speak, well, it isn't. There's a ceasefire right now. But it wants to go back to committing genocide. It's already killed nearly 15,000. Right, so this uh, this guy said, "Look, yeah, genocide," and now there is meltdown because he has been booked to host. Have I got news for you? Watch this one closely because it is highly likely that his appearance will be cancelled and he will be substituted with somebody else. I reckon that's what might happen. Hey, by the way, that was the papers for Tuesday, the twenty eighth of November, twenty twenty three. I'm Richie Allen. Join me at four o'clock this afternoon for the live radio show, The Richie Allen Show. It's live, it's live. It's live on richieallen.co.uk, the app, The Richie Allen Show app, and Fab Radio 2 in Manchester. Have a fantastic Tuesday. Until later, bye.